0: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent
1: Herbicide.
2: The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Sask Ag Today with your host, Ryan Young.
3: Good afternoon. Welcome to Sask Ag Today. It's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Hope you're having a good Friday today. Here's what we got going on. There was a town hall meeting in Central Butte earlier this week, and I had the chance to recap that meeting with the CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Grant McClellan. He has been chairing all of those meetings over the last few weeks. also spoke with Adam Bicalo of PI Financial as he broke down how the grain markets did for this week. And the Kelvington Agricultural Society celebrated their 100th anniversary this past long weekend. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
2: This is SaskAg Today with 620 CKRM Agri News Director Ryan Young.
3: SaskAg Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. Central Butte area producers met with delegates from Sask Crop Insurance, Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, and others at a town hall meeting on Wednesday. CEO of the Cattlemen's Association, Grant McClellan, says about 60 producers attended, and it was another engaging meeting about drought conditions and feedback on available support programs.
0: You betcha. Yeah, we had the uh, division rep for SARM there. Uh, we had a couple of uh, representatives from APAS, a number of Reeves, uh, as you touched on, um, and so good smattering of, of folks. But again, the vast majority were producers. We did have some uh, straight grain producers as well as a uh, sheep producer come out, so that was it was good to see. Again, we're getting a wide breadth of, of folks out there, and we do really want to get that uh, that entire agriculture group out uh, not just limited to the livestock sector but yeah, crop insurance of course and and the Ministry of Agriculture
3: folks there as well so with all the note-taking and all the listening of the feedback uh, what happens now after this
0: so what we're going to be doing is we're taking all the notes that we've got from uh, from those meetings, we're compiling it, and we're going to be putting it into a letter to the Provincial Minister of Agriculture, Minister Merritt, to send that along. We've been in constant conversation with uh, the ministry as well as Canadian Cattle Association about what we're hearing, what the concerns are. So I have uh, a number of working groups that I participate on uh, for industry groups. So we've been taking that feedback and putting it back um, as it happens, but we are going to be uh, sending that on, that information on to the Minister of Agriculture here as well.
3: Was there anything that kind of stood out uh, in this meeting on Wednesday, anything that kind of grabbed hold of, uh, you know, your attention? Uh,
0: We had a good presentation, actually, from uh, a representative from Animal Protective Services of Saskatchewan. Uh, So this was was the first meeting that uh, we had an actual on-the-ground presence from them there, and of course, they deal with things like animal welfare and, And uh, another big part of their job is animal welfare challenges or issues with emaciated or hungry animals is typically an indicator of mental health challenges on the ranch for the producers themselves. And so we really did try and hammer home that message about the importance of of mental health and looking after your neighbors and checking in and uh, really making sure that we're taking care of our family members and, and ourselves as we go through these challenging times.
3: That was going to be uh, my next question, uh, the mental health aspect and uh, whether that was uh, covered in the meeting.
0: Yeah, we make sure to make that a big portion of our meeting Uh, at the end. Usually I kind of touch on it at the start and then we make sure that we're providing a list of resources to folks. Uh, The farm stress line obviously is very important. The Canadian Association of Mental Health uh, and a number of other services out there. People need to take advantage of them when they are in a situation where they might be worried about their health. And it doesn't have to be about themselves. They can call about someone else. And, but you also don't have to be in an urgent situation. It can be someone just to talk to as well. And we know how valuable that is when, you know, you're facing down these drought conditions and the challenges that come with it. It's really important that we make sure that we are keeping that at the forefront of these conversations.
3: And lastly, I uh, just kind of wanted to touch on uh, any programs. I know uh, agro recovery has been constantly talked about, as well as the y- low yield threshold uh, for from SAS yeah. Crop Insurance. Uh, is that kind of basically the constant theme as well in this meeting?
0: Yeah, so the Forage Rainfall Insurance Program, of course, comes up. Uh, the low yield threshold, walking people through that who may not understand or, or people bringing forward concerns or challenges as to why that program. Isn't making the feed available that uh, that they think it should, um, but the agri recovery program, of course, is huge. As we look to move forward with that program, and we're very hopeful that uh, that something's coming down the pipe from the federal government, the provincial government there, um, but making sure that folks have the opportunity to get their input about what that program should include, and and some of those things are it should be those extraordinary costs for feed for you know to replace feed that you didn't weren't able to produce on your own land. Of course, any coverage for water and support and and of course, freight is a huge, huge piece of this. Uh, The cost of freight and moving feed 300 kilometers across the province really adds price and expense to that feed as it comes across.
3: All right, and last question uh, with regards to the letter to uh, Ag Minister David Merritt you mentioned earlier. uh, Where are you at in terms of writing the letter? Are you kind of almost done or are you just starting?
0: We'll be sending that
3: letter on early next week. All right, and in terms of any future meetings, is this kind of it?
0: Uh, The Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association is going to be hosting a number of other meetings in October again. Uh, We'll be holding a series of 11 meetings as part of our uh, district meeting process, but we certainly want to keep the momentum and the conversation that we had uh, at these meetings alive. We thought uh, they were extremely valuable. They were informative for us. They were informative for, uh, I believe, producers that came out, and certainly informative for government officials and crop insurance officials to hear directly from producers about the programs that they have.
3: That's Grant McClellan, CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, recapping the fifth town hall meeting in Central Butte
2: earlier this week. Back with Saskag today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
3: The segment of Saskag today is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch. For Prairie 6 Inch Eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6 Inch Eaves trough, your farm shop specialist, prairieeavestrough.ca. Canola and wheat futures were down again this week. Future Commodity Advisor with PI Financial Adam Picallo says the Ice Futures canola contract for November was down about $25 a ton this week and currently sitting at $790 as of today. The Minneapolis sweet contract for September was also down by $0.13 cents a bushel this week and is around $8.21 in early trading.
4: So today there was a USDA report and uh, that is driving the markets here. Uh, As we're talking right now, soybeans are up uh, about four cents a bushel as uh, the production in the U.S. did come uh, a little bit below estimates uh, with yields at about 50.9 bushels an acre. Uh, The trade average is about 51.3 on the corn sides, uh, a little bit below expectations as well too on production and yield. So uh, seeing both those markets up uh, up in the green a little bit here today. Um, the U.S. did peg uh, corn supplies above analyst expectations, but new crop soybeans were below. So USDA reduced old and new crop exports. Uh, just, and seeing that kind of affecting the markets a little bit today. On the U.S. wheat production, it came in very close to expectations, uh, and close to last month's estimates, uh, but spring wheat output came in well below all trade estimates. Uh, however, with uh, winter wheat slightly topping its range of expectations. So Again, today, traders were kind of watching the USDA report and see how, how that's affected the markets. Overall, I would say not a huge mover kind of right now with you know, all the grains not in the double digits kind of mark. So that's, I would say, what traders are going to be watching for kind of over kind of the next few days to see what that brings about for the market.
3: Anything else we should be looking out for for the next week?
4: Uh, you know, one thing that you and I have been talking about on on uh, the show here is kind of what the U.S. dollar has been doing. Uh, the U.S. dollar has kind of came down from its highs a little bit, uh, so that's, I think, maybe a, a supportive factor, as well as to crude oil, uh, again, above its 200-day moving average. Today we're sitting at about $84 a barrel, so whenever the energy markets are a little bit higher here, uh, that does you know, I would say just support uh, overall kind of the the grain markets too. Um, You know, I am still seeing, again, kind of in the markets, uh, especially on the wheat side, a little bit more of that sideways type of trading range uh, of about fifty cents a bushel or so, dollar a bushel kind of range. It's 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 not moving too much in in either direction. But I would say that the report was for canola at least the USDA supportive kind of to neutral area. Uh, I'm talking with clients that the crop really isn't there in in quite a few different areas, and uh, we might see it take a couple months for the the markets to kind of rebound to that 800 area but that is still something that i'm looking at adam piccolo is a
3: future commodity advisor with pi financial
2: you're listening to saskag today with 620 ckrm agri news director ryan young
3: now today's ag review with rod mcdonald of gx94 brought to you by karst holdings in assiniboia and schlamps integra tire in grenfell your locally owned integra tire dealers
1: G3 is celebrating the grand opening of its newest high-efficiency grain elevator in Saskatchewan, G3 Melford. The facility on the CN rail line has a capacity of 42,000 metric tons, unloads Super B trucks in less than five minutes, and loads 150 car trains on its loop track in a matter of hours. G3 Vice President of Operations Don McDonald says they're excited to show farmers in the Melford area how G3 can save them time and money with their state-of-the-art systems and commitment to customer service. G3 is already active in the community and supporting local projects, including a major sponsorship of the Melford Curling Rinks Revitalization Project. Construction on the new grain elevator began in late 2021. The facility was just recently completed and has already received its first loads of grain from area producers and loaded its first train. Ukraine announced a humanitarian corridor in the Black Sea yesterday to release cargo ships trapped in its ports since the outbreak of war. Seen as a new test of Russia's de facto blockade since Moscow abandoned a deal last month to let Kiev export grain. At least initially, the corridor would apply to vessels such as container ships that have been stuck in Ukrainian ports since the February 2022 invasion and were not covered by the deal that opened the ports for grain shipments last year. The move is seen as a major test of Ukraine's ability to reopen sea lanes at a time when Russia is trying to reimpose its blockade, having abandoned the grain deal last month. The United Nations has said Russia's decision to quit the deal risks worsening a global food crisis, hurting poor countries the worst by keeping grain from one of the world's biggest exporters off the market. Moscow says it will return to the grain deal only if it receives better terms for its own exports of food and fertilizer. Floods have damaged corn and rice crops in China's key northern grain-producing belt, Traders and analysts say with more rain in the forecast as another typhoon approaches, it threatens to add to global food inflation pressures. The hit to China's cereal crops, the full extent, still isn't clear, comes as consumers worldwide face tightening food supplies amid India's ban on rice exports last month and the disruptions in the black sea grain shipments caused by the war in Ukraine. And self-propelled combine sales continued to go up in the U.S., while total farm tractor unit sales in the U.S. and Canada declined last month. That's according to the latest data from the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Overall unit sales of U.S. combines climbed 10.6% compared to July last year, while sales of tractors declined 5.2%. From the same month last year, driven largely by softness in the smaller horsepower segment. Canadian tractors saw slower July sales with an overall decline approaching 20%, with combines declining 16% year over year for the month of July. That's today's Agri-Review.
2: It's your agro weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The
3: official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, a partly cloudy sky with winds from the northwest at 40 gusting to 60 kilometers an hour. High of 21. Tonight, clearing late in the evening. Winds from the northwest at 40 gusting to 60 kilometers an hour, then becoming light, a low of 9. Tomorrow, mainly sunny. Increasing cloudiness in the afternoon. Winds from the northwest at 20 kilometers an hour in the afternoon, high of 23. Then tomorrow night, cloudy and a 60% chance of showers, low of 11. Sunday, clearing high of 22, the low 10. Monday, sunshine high of 28, the low 12. Part the cloudy on Tuesday, high of 26, a low of 11, Wednesday sunny, high of 26, again a low of 11, and Thursday sunshine, high of 27. Normal highs for this period are around 25, normal lows 10, sun rose at 541 this morning, and the sun will set at 826 tonight. Taking a look around the province in Estevan 23, Swift Current 21, Saskatoon 17, Weyburn 22. Yorkton, 15 degrees. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Conorac once again at 25. Cool spot is a tie between Buffalo Narrows and Pilger at 14. In Regina, mostly cloudy. Winds from the west-northwest at 32, gusting up to 48 kilometers an hour. The humidity is at 60%. Temperature, 19 degrees or 66 Fahrenheit. And the barometric pressure is at 100.8 and rising. In Jaw, it's a mostly cloudy sky as well. Winds from the west-northwest, a bit more gusty, 44 to 63 kilometers an hour, temperature 20 degrees. Once again, in Regina, mostly cloudy, west-northwest wind at 32 to 48, temperature 19 degrees. Back in a moment.
2: You're tuned to Saskag today on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
3: This portion of Saskag today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience, McDougallAuction.com. The Canadian Cattle Association will present its 26th Environmental Stewardship Award, known as TESSA, next week in Calgary. Seven nominees have been selected from all regions of the country. These producers use innovative methods to protect, preserve, and enhance their operations and the environment simultaneously. Werner Stump with Crystal Lake Ranch is the BC representative. He uses silvopasture on his operation in BC's southern interior. Silvopasture optimizes land use by effectively controlling brush growth and creating a good environment for cattle and wildlife. Stump is also a proponent of precision agriculture. We're using some high-tech tools like drone and some high-tech imagery to help us understand things about the crop and about the soil, and making applications of uh, nutrients and biologicals that can enhance the productivity of the soil. The Alberta nominee is the Ray Ranch in Iriquena, which has converted 1,000 acres of cropland into high legroom perennial pasture divided into 20-acre paddocks. They practice year-round grazing, closely monitoring soil organic matter and other metrics.
1: If we understand and unleash the natural processes that are in the soil and between the plant and the soil and and our livestock, that we can uh, create a healthier environment and grow healthier food in the process. So, you know, when you realize that plants invest 30% of the energy they take from the sun and put it out through their roots into the soil, Plants grow soil. Soil doesn't grow plants. So that kind of message that we're using natural processes to grow healthy food for ourselves and our city cousins.
3: Brian and Debbie Higsaw of Clearview Angus at Mankota are Saskatchewan's nominees for the TESSA Award. They actively manage over 6,000 acres of native grassland near Grasslands National Park. Clearview Angus is involved in a conf- conservation agreement to enhance habitat and species recovery. The Manitoba nominee is Lowry Farms near Darlington in the Pemna Valley region. Glenn Lowry uses a rigorous rotational grazing system to improve soil fertility and increase forage production. He says there are many environmental benefits.
5: From uh, carbon sequestration, which we all produce, we're taking that, putting it back into the grassland where it belongs. Better grassland absorbs more water. So we're holding more water, which reduces runoff, reduces nutrient runoff. We use that water in turn to solar power, really water our cattle and put the, it, it's a self-sustaining system.
3: There are three Tessa nominees in Eastern Canada from Ontario, Quebec, and Prince Edward Island.
2: You're listening to Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Ryan Young.
3: This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineer-tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small Town yard, big on service. com. The annual Kelvington Agricultural Society Fair, held every August long weekend, was extra special this year. It was the Ag Society's centennial year. And president of the organization, Greg Mottram, says he's not the only one who's thrilled about the
6: accomplishment. Well, pretty good for me, but a lot better for the people that started it and uh, are still around to watch it get this old and are still active working in it.
3: He says the work involved in putting the fair together every year is done by volunteers, adding the Ag Society wouldn't be here without them.
6: Oh yes, it's, uh, it starts for a good 10 days, 2 weeks before, and uh, to get everything ready and organized, well, it's, you got to book stuff a lot before that, but just to get everything prepared, yeah. And then through fair, and then for, you know, a couple, 4 or 5 days after fair, before everything's put away properly and done.
3: Motram says this year's fair was a
6: success. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, big crowds, big crowds. Everything was great. Great from ball to food to horses to tractors to fireworks. Everything was fantastic.
3: And he was asked if there was any big plans for next year's event.
6: No, we same kind of thing. We'll run music, uh, bands, horses, ball, tractors, all that stuff will run. Everything the same.
3: Greg Mottram is the president of the Calvington Agricultural Society, which celebrated its 100th anniversary during the August long weekend. The popular ration balancing software Cow Bites is once again available to Canadian cattle producers. Cow, bite, cow Bites, rather, which is now available through the Beef Cattle Research Council, can help producers who are looking to reduce feed costs without sacrificing nutrition or reproductive performance. BCRC Extension Coordinator Ellen Crane explains.
7: Cowbite's ration balancing software allows producers to formulate their own feed rations while considering various combinations of feed and byproducts at different prices, and in doing so, can find a way to reduce feed costs while still meeting production targets. Ensuring that cattle are being fed a balanced ration can also save producers on their feed costs in the long run by preventing over- or under-feeding.
3: She says cow cow bites can help producers make decisions about purchasing feed or selling animals to balance their feed inventory with their cattle requirements.
7: The program allows producers to select the type and breeds of cattle they want to feed, then select their productivity levels of cattle based on body weight, average daily gain, body condition score, and the stage of gestation or milk production in cows. After selecting your chosen feeds, you can then modify the nutrient content to match your own feed test results. Once the ration is balanced, you can then generate eight different reports, including feed mix and batch scale sheets. Custom feeding and feed inventory reports can also be generated. Cow Bites
3: was originally developed by Alberta Agriculture and Forestry in collaboration with Saskatchewan and Manitoba Agriculture Departments, Agriculture Canada, and the University of Saskatchewan. The first version debuted in 1991, and the software was updated over the years, making it a popular and effective tool for Canadian beef producers. However, the software had not been available for purchase since 2020. The BCRC recently acquired responsibility of the CowBytes software and is now accepting orders through beefresearch.ca slash Take a break. We'll be back right after this.
2: Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
3: Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down $2.10 to $7.23.52 a metric ton. Number 1 red spring wheat is down $0.88 cents at three forty six forty five. dollars The rest were unchanged. Durham at five oh five twenty three. dollars Feed barley, 3 dollars Chickpeas, ten thirty six seventeen. Flax five sixty one fifty four, lentils seven hundred thirty seven fifty, oats two hundred sixty two thirty two, yellow peas three hundred sixty five eighty nine, and feed wheat two hundred seventy ninety seven. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for September is up one and a quarter cents at eight dollars eighteen and a quarter cents a bushel.
2: It's the livestock reports on the voice of Saskatchewan six hundred twenty CKRM.
3: Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now the Livestock Quotes.
8: Good afternoon. This is Travis Platt reporting with Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw. This past week, we had our first off-truck yearling and regular sale with just over 800 head, with close to 600 of that being yearlings. Here are some of the prices from that. We had 46 red-black heifers weighing 589 that brought 353 Nine heifers weighing seven oh seven brought three oh five twenty five and forty heifers weighing nine twelve that brought two eighty-four twenty-five. The six-weight steers were trading between three fifty and three sixty. On to the cows, the good cows were a dollar thirty-five to a dollar forty-five with sales up to $1.49.50. dollar forty forty-nine fifty. Medium cows were a dollar twenty to a dollar thirty-five. Then good mature bulls were a dollar fifty-five to eight dollar sixty-five with sales up to a dollar sixty-nine. Next Tuesday, August 15th, we have another off-truck, yearling and regular sale. The first pre-sort here will be August 29th. Any other questions, don't be afraid to give us a call at 692-2385. This is Travis Platt reporting for Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw. Good day and good selling.
5: And now here are the latest pork prices. This is Bill Alford with the Ham's Market commentary for Friday, August 11th. Ham sold 7,600 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 247 to 263 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,800 head, selling in a range of 245 to 261 per ckg. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, August 12th, are: Ole West 2020, 251.60; Ole West 2021, 262.40; Maple Leaf Sig 4, 247.56; Hams Cash, 245.56; Thunder Creek Brickle, 247.71; High Life Cash and Contract. 261.60 dollars per ckg ham's number one salads this week are up selling in the range of 48 to 55 cents per pound live weight ham's cash hog price today is down and four contract prices open mixed this morning on thursday canadian dollars up 12 basis points with the daily exchanger at 1.3409 the canadian dollars currently trading at 74.5 cents u.s daily u.s cash prices are lower to finish the week the trend leading western Cornwall has been lower for two weeks and for the first time since early June when the region saw a one-off week of softness. The national base is lower as well after rallying since April. While the cutout improved $3.89 in the afternoon report yesterday, the move was almost entirely due to the volatile belly prow that was up $18.84 U.S. 100 weight. Meanwhile, after three days of pressure, lean hog futures are finally finding some footing and are trading in a sideways pattern through mid-trade. There is no major breaking news and the fundamentals are priced in. The outlook remains seasonally bearish heading into the fall, but deferred contracts are showing a bit more positivity.
2: Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young.
3: Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The Water Security Agency is making $700,000 available to producers and local governments to help complete water management projects. The agency notes this is part of a two-year, $1.5 million commitment to support the growth of a sustainable and resilient agriculture sector in the province. Applicants can receive up to $95,000 per project to cover technical and engineering costs, mitigation and rehabilitation work for new water management projects. More information is available at wsask.ca. The Russian ruble hit its lowest level today since the early weeks of the war in Ukraine. The ruble fell to 99 to the U.S. dollar in trading today after months of steady decline. After Western countries imposed wide sanctions in the wake of the February 2022 invasion of Ukraine, the ruble plunged to as low as 130 against the dollar. However, capital controls enacted by the Russian Central Bank at the time stabilized its value. On the markets, the TSX is up 37 points at 20,380. The Dow is up 20 points to 35196 Oil is up $0.82 cents at $83.64 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is at 74 30 cents 30 U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskag Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's another edition of SaskEgg Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This
8: podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.